This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. And boss is giving me eyes because this has been about my eighth take of this introduction. So it's giving me these eyes like, you better get it this time, Lola. I do this thing when I have a guest on the podcast that I'm friends with, I get really nervous. And so I'm nervous right now doing this introduction for this incredible human, Greg Cave. He's the director and general manager of Gaia Retreat and Spa. And in this chat, we cover so much. First of all, Guy Retreat and Spa has just celebrated its 16th birthday, so it was perfect timing to jump on the pod. You're going to hear all about how Gaia was born, literally from Greg and his bestie, Olivia Newton-John's dreams. So they literally both had dreams about opening a retreat together and over tea, kind of like this incredible idea was birthed. Uh, as far as the build, the design, the plants, the garden, the everything that you experience at Gaia, Greg has had an input in. So you will hear the ethos, you will hear the heart of this world-renowned, award-winning retreat and spa. The other cool thing is Greg shares a little bit about his past. He has a phenomenal career in showbiz. This guy was on long-running and really successful TV shows. Uh, on top of that, Great singer. I think you get to hear a little bit of his uh, singing capabilities on the podcast as well. And you get to hear his beautiful, smooth, dulcet-toned voice. Okay, enough oogling over you, Greg, because you are absolutely phenomenal. I do want to talk about Surrender, which is the brand new book. It is about the story of Guy Retreat and Spa and, like I was saying, how it came to be and all the love and the brainstorming that went into creating it. Greg has also got something for you. So if you buy Surrender, this brand new book off his website, first of all, they're going to cover shipping. So Guy Retreat and Spa, they're going to cover shipping. You don't even need to worry about postage. Just buy the book. But you then go into the draw to win two nights free of calm at Guy Retreat and Spa. So that's valued at over like $2,300. And it is a bucket list place. You have to go there. So... Please enter uh, and please, if, if you're ever in Byron, it's in Byron Hinterland, get yourself down to Guy Retreat and Spa. It is absolutely phenomenal. It is so healing. It is so nurturing and it is by far one of my favourite places on the face of this earth. Greg Cave, thank you so much. A total honour to have you on this podcast, but even more of an honour to call you my friend. Greg Cave, I am so honoured to have you on this podcast. I know you as the director and general manager of Gaia and the creator mm. of um, Sounds a bit this naughty. beautiful, incredible space, Gaia Retreat and Spa, but you've also got a an amazing history that I'm really excited to dive into. But first, are we celebrating 15 years of Guy Retreat and Spa? No, we're celebrating 16 16. years. 16. Yeah, we went to the 15th last year. Um, we had celebrated the 15th last year on the 26th of February. And this year, it's You've the 16th. Can you believe it? 
<sighs> Unbelievable. So, okay, before I dive into all things Guy Retreat and Spa and the books and the new book, Surrender, I have to talk to you about you Uh-oh. because the, <laughs> the <laughs> first time scary. I met you, I was here with my dear friend Liesl, yes, Liesl Jones, yes. who's a big fan of you. Yeah, she's gorgeous, absolutely good. Where are you, Liesl? I know. We've got to get her back. Uh, and you came out and I had made the choice as soon as I arrived to be on a cleanse here. And mm-hmm. you said, and the cleanse was beautiful, by the way, and you said, Lola, you're really missing out on some incredible food. And I think I lasted half a day on the cleanse. I think you did because <laughs> you're a foodie. And I was Such like, a foodie. with the cleanses, the cleanses are a wonderful thing that we have, but we have them separate. So you do them individually. Then yeah. It's not like a big group of people do it all together. And what happens is when some people come in and they see how clean our, our cuisine is, they just go, oh, can I have what she's having? That's you exactly know. what I did because Liesl wasn't doing the yeah, cleanse and no, I was well, like. That's not good. <laughs> that's <laughs> not good that you, you're both at the same table going, oh, my God, what have you got? What have you got? <laughs> so that was my first memory of meeting you and from then on every time that I've come to visit here, I'm like, where's Greg? I've got to catch oh, up with Greg. I so know. And then you bought the boss. I bought the boss. The boss. <laughs> Who now he he like gets just as excited as me to see you. If the not- boss. <laughs> so I've got to talk to you about you because I had so much fun on YouTube. First of all, let's talk the acting career, oh. Carson's Law, Billy Carson. Yes. Uh, what would you like to say? Uh, no. Um, yeah. Can I first of all say how handsome? I said to Matt, so hot, Blo- those blonde locks and all natural. All natural. All and natural. the scene I watched was you and your mum and you were apologising to your mum. Oh, my mom. gosh. Okay, uh, Lorraine Bailey. Yes. Yeah, she played my mum in Carson's Law. Um, I was very fortunate to land that role um, when I was 20. Yeah. And uh, to work alongside Lorraine was just probably one of the most phenomenal starts to an acting career ever because she took me under her wing and it was actually um, years later that I discovered that uh, Bunny Brook from uh, Number 96 was the casting director at the time and uh, the producer John Barningham and Lorraine Bailey made the final decision to to cast me and it was just extraordinary because we, to this day, speak two or three times a week. We are still best of friends. She just took me under my under her wing and, 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 and yeah, just an extraordinary woman. And then did the music career kind of like come off the back? No, I... that's, that's a really weird thing. The, the, you're talking about the singles that I had out with RCA Records. That started when I was 19. Oh. I signed to RCA Records and I had a single called Am I a Dreamer? And... S- a sweet little rock, sweet rock, little rock and roll. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you the story about Am I a Dreamer? Because when I first released that song, um, or it was just about to be released, I was under negotiation for Carson's Law, and I had longer hair. You did, yeah. And in the fil- the original film clip of Am I a Dreamer, I had long hair, and when I went to start. Carson's Law, they said, we have to chop your hair and we have to make it, you know, classic, you know, 1920s. Um, they reshot the whole thing. The record company decided that it was time to go with the the image of 
Carson's Law because they thought if you're on a TV show with short hair and this, uh, yeah. It won't match up, yeah. Very interesting time. Which did you love more, the acting or the singing? Well, I'd have to say the singing at the time because that's what I started out. I started out as a singer and I moved from Rockhampton. Yes. and was discovered with by a black American singer called Delilah who had that wonderful song out called My Guy, Nothing You yeah. Can Do Can Turn Me. She was the queen of disco. Yeah. And her and her manager, I was supporting her in a show and her and her manager um, came to me after the second show and said that we'd like to sit down and talk to you. And I was only 16 and a half, I think, at that time. Uh, 17 maybe, and um, they wanted to know whether I'd like to move to Sydney and live with her and her manager boyfriend and um, they would help me get a leg up into show business and um, that's how it all kind of happened. Wow, but was Carson's Law shot in Melbourne? Melbourne. So then I studied acting and then I studied singing and then I started dance and then I was auditioning, got a few commercials and, and a few small bit parts in Restless Years and, and Young Doctors. And then um, after that is when I got the audition for Carson's Law and ended up, you know, uh, working with some of the best. It's extraordinary. And I, lo- I love the story of how you met your bestie, Olivia Newton-John, oh. and you were dancing to, is it, she's a maniac? She's a maniac, yeah. man. Yeah, she's a wonder. Well, <clears throat> well, that wasn't the first time I think this, or was it the first time when she at was At the dancing. underground club? At the underground, yes, it was. It was the first time <laughs> when we met. Um, a very good friend of mine, Chantal Contouri, who I'd met through Delilah, so there yeah. all was six degrees yeah. of separation, um, had come down to Melbourne to settle me into um, uh, my house yeah. um, so that I could, you know, uh, do this role uh, in Carson's Law. And Chantal had uh, was good friends with Olivia from yeah. the sixties. Yeah. And out of the blue, um, uh, three months later or a few months later, uh, I get a phone call from Chantal saying, "Guess what? I'm in Melbourne." And I said, "Oh, great! I'd love to see you." And it was on the weekend, and the weekends is when you learn yeah. all your scripts. And you go. And she said, "What are you doing tonight?" I said, oh, "I've just got to go through all these scripts and got so much yeah. to do." And and she said, "Oh, hang on, somebody wants to." And she put Olivia on and Olivia said, oh, hi, Greg, it's um, uh, Olivia. I'm a friend of... No, she didn't call me Greggy then. She said, hi, Greg, it's Olivia. I've heard all about you and I would love to meet you. She said, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. But it was really beautiful and um, she asked me to escort her and Chantal to the underground. And, and weren't you there till 4.30 a.m. or 4.30 something? 4.30 in the morning and Olivia and I, both non-drinkers, yeah. uh, drinking cups of tea all tea. night. While Molly Meldrum and everybody else was all having a good time. <laughs> so good. And we just got on. We were like, there was like this connection with her and I um, from day one. Yes. We just bonded with the same thought processing and she she's not a person that likes to talk a lot about herself at all. Mm. You know, she really is, you know, quite reserved um, as I am. Uh, but we all put on, you know, our, what we've got, you know. Uh, our, our thing that we have yeah. to, and so her and I just really got straight into talking on a heart to heart. Yeah, and I, that's what I loved about reading in your new your book, Surrender. <laughs> you really share that experience. Have you got the book? Of course I do. I've actually got it in my bag with me because you haven't signed it yet, and I want my copy ah. signed. <laughs> I'll get a to do yours. Yeah, <laughs> I want the Greggy sign. Oh. Um, but 
So then you kind of like this beautiful friendship blossomed out of obviously a very authentic connection, but then you got quite close to uh, Olivia's mum who became your mentor, is that right? Yeah, huge, huge. Um, So when after that that particular night when she went, Back to America, Irena, um, who had us over for, for or had me over for lunch uh, with Olivia and Chantal on the Sunday, Sunday yeah. or something. Um, we got on like a house on fire in a in a very um, very res- again respectful way. She was, you know, very. She was uh, uh, Germanic, um, uh, I wouldn't say aristocrat, what's the word, very refined lady. Mm. Um, and a lot of people don't know, but her father was Max Born, a very Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize winner. Yeah, I did know this. Physicist. And yeah. um, Irena was a wonderful photographer. Mm. And so when Olivia went back, she rang me. Um, I think one or two days later and she was crying and she was quite upset because she missed her daughters Mm. and her two daughters were in America. Yes. And so we made plans to have a dinner and she really became my second mother. And it sounds like a lot of the dream of Guy Retreat and Spa, like, was almost inspired. See, this is really, this is, you're, you're getting quite close now because that, that whole thing, I became like the uh, adopted son to her. Yes. Um, and when we discovered Guy, how it actually transpired, I was, uh, Olivia and I had um, dr- uh, driven all uh, a lot of Irena's um, uh, uh, personal belongings mm. up to Olivia's yes. farm that she had here. And we got up here and um, Olivia said to me, she said, oh, Greggy, when are you, when you going to buy that, a house up mm. here? You said you'd always buy a house up here. And I said, oh, no, you know, and I bought another property in Brisbane. And literally two days later, I get a call from the Brisbane real estate asking me whether I was interested in selling. And I'd only purchased it three years before and said I was offered triple the amount of money. And then Olivia was like, let's go shopping for a house. Let's do it. (laughs) So that's how we started looking for it. And then, of course, the dream. Yes. The dream was extraordinary. And um, when we actually arrived to the farm with the ashes and we were driving in the driveway, we landed, I think, around about 12.30, 1 o'clock, and we got to the gate and Olivia said to me, she said, oh, Greggy, wouldn't it be amazing if we we saw, you know, three owls because the farm was called Three Owl Farm. Yeah. Uh, really about Chloe, uh, Irena yeah. and Olivia. Yeah. Um, and we got there and there was an owl sitting right on the gate. Yeah. And it was kind of like, oh, my God. And she was like, oh. And then we drove in, and as we drove in, there was another one on the branch. Yeah. And it was like, she was like, oh, my God. And just the excitement, you know. <laughs> yeah. She'd driven all the way, like yeah. 10 hours from, from Sydney. You know, she drove from Melbourne to pick me up, and then we drove from the uh, thing. And um, then we drove through a little bit further, and there was another owl on the mm. gate, and that's when it got. <gasps> the goosebumps just went right up the house. Oh, and chilling, I love I loved reading about that in the book. I love how much you've shared of your personal journey, journey. of God, like the creation yeah. is, and it all feels very synergistic and kind of like meant to be because owls are rare as Absolutely. well. Like and, and then you throw in all the spiritual meaning and the wisdom mm-hmm. and the guidance mm-hmm. and they're a lucky omen. And Do you I want just, to hear another little story yes. which I haven't, I've never really revealed it and that was um, when I was, when I came up because I moved up 
to um, uh, settle on the property mm -hmm. and then uh, Warwick and Ruth and Olivia asked mm -hmm. me whether I would actually design it. And, and they're uh, the co, there's four the, of you, yeah, isn't that's there? that's right. Ruth Cullinan, Warwick Evans yes. and Olivia, what's her name? Uh, Newton John. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my friend, my best friend. <laughs> um, she, when, we, when I finally got up here to actually look at the design and what I was going to do with all these buildings because it was an old run-down derelict Yes. Um, uh, property at the time. Yeah, so it. it was a, like a, was it called Bangalow Farms Health Farm? Originally, in the... in, we, we found this out later, um, that it was actually called the Bangalow Palms Health Farm. Yeah. And it opened in 1980. Yeah. And so it makes it one of the leaders in the health, you know, totally. retreat. And wasn't it even before that a dairy, like a dairy Dairy site? before that, absolutely. And then after that it became wedding venues and then it became, yeah. and when we purchased it, it, it was uh, owned by Master Charles, um, which I would say was a meditation uh, oh. guru and um, it was, he'd gone back to America and, it had, you know, it, had, it needed work, mm. let's just say. This is the bit that blew me away about the whole story of the build of Guy Retreat and Spa. You became like <laughs> a designer, oh. an architect, and you'd, you'd spent some time in Sydney doing art, like being an art dealer and curator. So I imagine that skill set would have just come in so handy. Well, that's really where it came from because as an art dealer, I was doing hotels and corporations and, and, and uh, working with the Hyatts and the, the, the Sheratons and big group hotels and putting a lot of original art into all the hotels yeah. um, and taking it into public areas. And so when Olivia and Ruth and Warwick all wanted a little titillation with their houses, they used to say, oh, Greg, what would I do? What would you do with this? How would you? And that's where that, where their confidence in me doing that came into it and that's yeah. why they asked me to do it. But I didn't know really what I was taking it on. I'm not a trained designer. I just came in and said, rip that wall out, take that down, put that up. Yep, <laughs> you do this, da-da-da. <laughs> Amazing. And I worked on a very minimal budget that I put together and it was just um, – and it, it evolved. Yeah. And a guy are evolved by listening to our guests and what their experience was. What is it you want? Yeah. You know, but that's what I love about Gaia. When you come here as a guest, you don't feel like you're locked into any kind of strict regime. No. It's it's like, do you want to move with yoga in the morning? Do you want to do something in the afternoon? Or do you want to get a massage and swim in the pool? Like it feels like it's very tailored to the individual. Well, I'm glad you feel that way because that's really what our objective is, oh, is that yeah. we want people to take a little bit of inspiration and put it back and sprinkle it back into their own lives when they go back, not go back into their own lives and feel like they've got to boot camp themselves into something. Oh. To us, we feel that we're all adults and as a group we, we feel that, you know, we're all adults and the guests that we're, you know, inviting to Gaia are adults and they can make their own decisions. So mm. it's one of those things, opt in, opt out. Well, do whatever you want to do. I love that. I, I always say to people, I'm like, it's the retreat where you can almost build it for yourself. If you want to have a coffee in the morning, coffee is Absolutely. on offer. If you want to wine at night, it's there. You know, like it, you make it work for you and that's where it really feels like, and I've heard you explain this in an interview before, a home away from home. Home away from home. That's what we've always felt. Um, uh, Olivia, this is really is her favourite. And I'm like, really? Yeah. 
<laughs> out of all the places that you can go in the world, this is your favourite. And it is. It's her favourite. This is her haven. This is yeah. our haven. We just love this. It's the land. Have you felt yes. anything with the land when the you land, walked the land? The first time I came with Liesl, I remember I just walked the property because I used to get up a bit earlier than her. <laughs> so I'd walk the We're pro- not dubbing you in, Liesl, <laughs> that you sleep in, okay? Same with Boss. I always go up a bit earlier. Boss. <laughs> He's going to love that. He's love. But I could feel when I was walking the property, it feels very healing and nurturing and grounding. Is it because it's on an extinct volcanic crater that erupted like 23 million years ago? Look, there's so many folklore stories floating around. Yeah. Um, When we first moved up here, we were told that this was one big giant crystal. From when the uh, Mount Warning volcano yeah. erupted, and it, you know all the red soil that you see is all the volcanic ash, and you know, oh, and wow. if you go up into the satellite, on, and I just would like to know which satellite, because <laughs> when you, I, I can't see it, but they say that you can see the big crystal that it's all on. Oh wow! Um, but you know, well, I say there's but because then there's other stories with the you know the Aboriginal the Bunjalum people, yes, um, and 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 you know. This area is very sacred. And you can feel that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we felt it. That's We felt it this moment Olivia and I walked on this property. We just went, oh, my gosh. And on the top of the – and it turns out, you know, from different healers and spiritual people that have come through the property, they've confirmed that, you know, we've got a vortex at the top of the hill mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, washes the property clean. So mm-hmm. how amazing is that to have all these – different guests coming mm. in and then it's cleaned <laughs> without yeah. us, you know. It's just energetically cleaned. Uh, and we also have um, two song lines going through the property, which is extraordinary, extraordinary. Um, so the energy is bang on, isn't it? It is. It's quite, it's quite powerful, the energy. And, you know, because it's a, it's a healing retreat, people come and um, really all we want them to do is what the book says. Surrender. Surrender. And I've heard you in before the book existed in interviews say it's really about surrendering and you, you explain like day one everyone's kind of, you know, bright-eyed and a bit mm-hmm. like, oh, where can I, what, oh, mm. wow. And the second day people are like, oh, oh hang on, what yeah. am I doing? And it's the third day that they really surrender yeah, to totally. everything that's, that guy That's where is. different, different, you know. And if you don't surrender, um, I can pick the guest that's still on that stressed out kind of yeah. urban life uh, just by walking around. That's kind of that's the first thing I do is go straight over and just say, are you okay? Yeah. You know, because unless they let that um, uh, ideal uh, or idea of their um, busy life drop away, mm. they're not really going to get what guy's about. I agree. And the moment that you walk into, what's the name of the main? Kakura House. Kakura House. Kakura House. (laughs) Means the gathering of people. Oh, I love that. Mm. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. But when you walk in, and and Matt and I have both said this, you. (laughs) You can feel yourself kind of like really exhale. You can feel it. Like the second you drop your suitcases off, and it's also where you enter for 
meal time mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can just feel this like beautiful weight lift, like not beautiful, but like, it is. I under- you know I, what I mean, yeah, don't I you? It. Like you, you let can go. You can use the word beautiful because I did do the design, so it would be nice if you did say No, I meant, beautiful. I, I meant that it is beautiful, but the I weight that I, that I as a human carry, I walk in and I just kind of go, oh, I feel like I've left it somewhere. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, I do. I get it. I even, when I get down there, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I live here and I work here, um, but sometimes I catch myself, especially oh, yeah. when I walk up the stairs in the front door and walk into Kakura House. It's kind of like, whoa. Yeah. It's it's a welcoming. Totally. It's a yeah. welcoming. It's a welcoming of the land. I, I really, we're really strict on, um, you know, with the top of the, the land being a uh, women's area. Um, and, again, you know, uh, people have told us that, you know, it was Aboriginal's birthing area. Mm-hmm. We are so respectful to this um, yeah. and all this area, the way that we, you know, we would never build anything up there. Mm. Um, it's so honouring Mother oh, Nature. you've got, yeah, truly. I, I really want to ask you this because it made me laugh when I was reading your book is what? the, what the naming of Gaia where you want to call uh, it, is it <clears throat> Bella Vista. Vista? Yeah. I still like Bella Vista. <laughs> No, we, that was really funny. It was actually a really weird thing because that was uh, not the next morning but a few days later because we'd, we'd yeah, started looking around for a house mm-hmm. for myself and um, we were driving around the area and we drove past this area here um, and um, we were taking friends of Olivia's, Nancy and Jim, back to the airport because they were heading back to the States because they came out for Irena's funeral and... Um, we saw this sign for sale uh, down the bottom uh, and we actually thought it was a little cottage at the top of the hill and we are like, oh, wow, look at that house, it's so cute, mm. which is the one that's my office now. Mm-hmm. And so we drove up the hill and it said resort for sale and we were like, oh, my gosh. And Olivia's like, let's go and have a look, Ricky. And um, she said, oh, and I said, well, we can't just drive in. She said, uh, ring the real estate and I'll just tell them I'm Nancy Cave. <laughs> and so we asked them whether we could go and have a little look and we went in and we felt this incredible energy from the top of the land when we drove up there. It was like... And um, then we dropped Nancy and Jim off um, at the airport and, and we came back. The next morning um, uh, Olivia was making me a cup of tea um, and it was just extraordinary and I was really quite heavy and tired because I, I sleep well up here mm. uh, in this area, this yeah. whole area. And, we say yeah. that every time we stay at Gaia, we say it's the best sleep Do we you? ever have. I just sleep so deep. Yeah. And so I woke up and I was quite heavy and I, I walked out uh, to the kitchen and Olivia was making me a cup of tea and um, out of the blue I just said to her, I said, oh, my gosh, I said, I dreamt that we um, bought that place and we called it Bella Vista uh, Retreat and she was like, oh! <gasps> Greg, you're not going to believe this. I dreamt that we bought that place too and we called it Gaia Resort. I said, why would you call an el- a song, uh, sorry, a retreat after an album that you've had out? Because she just had an album <laughs> yes, out called yes, Gaia. Yeah. And she was like, well, why would you call it Bella Vista Retreat? <laughs> and, yeah, guess the who, guess who won? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the quote that you have in the book, and I love it, is you say, I don't care for Gaia Resort. <laughs> <laughs> it's your response. I'm being polite. It's in writing. 
I love, I thank you for sharing that because that had me really in giggles. Now I need to talk to you about the food because I on Instagram I love following. Oh, you're a foodie, aren't you? I'm such a foodie, but I also love how following could you Dan. Come and do a de- how could you come and do a detox I, at Gaia? You know that Guys, I lasted. The food which- is. Insane, insane. And I follow Dan, who's your head chef here, and I've been Mm -hmm. watching the – there's so many Gaia recipes on YouTube. I know. Incredible. We were looking at the green minestrone last night. There's a cauliflower vegan salad. Delicious. The food here is so beautiful, but a lot of produce is grown on site. It's all locally sourced. What's the ethos around the food? Well, I think the ethos is keep it clean. Yeah. That's really as simple as it is. You know, mm. I want to keep it really simple. People have different stories and different, you know, um, uh, uh, pictures of, of of what they say. But to me, it's just keeping it clean. Keep mm. it keep it simple and keep it clean. Um, so everything that comes in, we bring it fresh in every day. Uh, we always contribute something from our gardens uh, because we learned. When we first opened, when we built the first garden, we thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to be able to feed everything from our garden. Mm. Well, that lasted two weeks of guests in-house. It was gone and then we had to wait another three months for produce to grow. So we didn't, we realised we didn't have enough of a facility to continue growing. But we always, every day, something from the garden is in the food. And one of my highlights as a guest is I've done the garden like tour yes, and workshop. With, with Cam. Where, yeah, and yeah. you learn about like growing turmeric and ginger. And I, I didn't realize how easy it was to grow your own. And it really inspired us. We've got herbs growing at home now. Have you? Yeah, yeah, totally. Which home? The one in Sydney or the one in Bangalore? We've now since Bangalore, we've got full blown herbs. Oh, we've got lettuce. You're Bangalodians. Yes. Yay! <laughs> Which is why we run into you at the post office. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> I also want to really ask you about because again, this is just from personal experience, and I absolutely love it. Retreatment botanic. Can you talk to me about the skincare? Skincare uh, retreatment has been around for since 2014, which was a, uh, our first certified organic skincare range. And then Trudy J has come in as general manager and basically developed a palm oil free. Skincare range, oh, which I've got to tell you, it's is incredible, mind blowing. It really is incredible, and she has done an extraordinary job on uh, being authentic. Yeah, but it feels so like it feels like it is food for the skin. Like I, this morning, I was using my gel cleanser. I love it. I love the masks. Oh, oh see, heaven! Masks are not a man's thing, boss. <laughs> They're not a man. Boss thing. loves them. Oh. Boss. <laughs> um, I, I'm not a mask person, but I am so, so addicted to the serum. Oh, um, yes. The, uh, the vitamin C, A serum. Yeah. It's just like, it, like and you said, it's And it's got food. so many local ingredients to it. Like there's kakadu plum mm-hmm. in something. Like it feels very, uh, it feels like it's such a thoughtful product mm-hmm. range. Like mm-hmm. there's so much thought that goes into it. There's so much care, mm-hmm. even down to the look and feel of the packaging. Mm-hmm. It's it's an experience in itself it when you use Absolutely. the products. I, I, you know, I can't speak more highly of it, but I'm a little bit biased. Um, but it, like a, the one word is it's authentic because there's a lot of products out there that you've got to really do the research because being palm oil free, unless it's certified palm oil free, doesn't necessarily mean there's not one of the other 21 different types of bad products in there. Yeah, totally. 
Oh, I I personally am just a huge fan of, yes, the food, yes, the skincare, but the whole experience. Can you talk to me about at the moment you're selling your book yes. online, yeah. but if people buy it, what <gasps> can they go into the drawer to we're win? Doing, we're doing, we've decided because we kind of wanted to celebrate our 16th birthday um, uh, next week and we thought what a great idea to, if people buy the book, they can win a two-day stay. Uh, at Gaia, including the massages, all the food. Oh, you get the massage as well. It's the best massage I've had in my life. Thank you. I gave you that one. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know someone messaged me last night and said um, she's just started working at the spa here here at Gaia and she said, I saw I saw Greggy today. He came in for a massage. Oh, she was absolutely fantastic. She was brilliant. Yes. She was brilliant. But how funny. I can't wait for her facial. Oh, I believe she does a really brilliant <sighs> facial as well. So because I'm the I'm the guinea pig, you know that. It's a good job to have, my friend. Oh, it's called quality control. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask one more question about the build? I know my my brain loves to go, or just because I'm sitting in your beautiful home. Is it true? It took about nine months for you to like kind of from the seating of the idea, having the space to kind of like, because you had to redo a lot and like build so. Oh, much we had to space. gut. Yeah. I, I mean, when I first came up. Like I, I, I arrived up here in the end of or May of 2004 and I packed up things into my car, drove up and I'd already been up and instructed the builders of take that off, take that off, da-da-da, da-da-da. And I got them to start the week before because I had other commitments in Sydney. Packed up my car, arrived at, you know, 10.30 at night walked into the, the cabin because I was the only one here and um, it was like I was looking out at this dark, dark area because all the power and everything was mm. off because I'd got the builders to start. They had had cut all the power off. <gasps> anyway, I woke up the next morning and I walked out. I looked at Kakura House. I went, <gasps> what have I done? Because I completely got them to take off the whole side Front side, so I could wow. put and put the big sliding doors yeah. in and put the big balcony on. Yeah. So I freaked out because all of the bits and pieces that we'd purchased with the property, like the glasses, the cups, the plates, the knives yeah. and forks, were all still stuck oh. on the floor in there. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got a big clean up to do. So, <gasps> yeah, it was one of those things. It was a bit of a shock. And then the biggest the, the part two of the shock came when I had the electricians and the, the builders and everyone coming to me day after day, starting the next day with, uh, yeah, we need six toilets, we need 14, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and I'm like, I'm in a place that I had no idea where to go to get these things. Yeah. It's not like it was now where we didn't have a Bunnings then, you know. It was, you it was forget like, that you're regional yeah. here. We, Matt yeah. and I both said 16 that years ago. Yeah. Like, and, and it's not regional now. We're Isn't it? Well, we're kind of edging on urban. Oh, I like <laughs> it. I like it. So you're obviously an extremely driven person. You live from your heart, which I think sings through the walls of Gaia when you're here. Oh, like it feels, you. I can, even when, when we're in a room, we're like, oh, I bet I'm going to ask Greggy where he found that. Or, oh, you know, like just you. little things. Like I remember we came up on winter and there was a rug that we were obsessed with and you were like, I'll tell you where you can go get that. I, I'm, I, I, I love to shop. Do you like shopping? I love it. I actually wrote down that um, when you guys were shopping, so Olivia's style is shabby chic. And yes. Greg's style is contemporary elegance. Yeah, well, it's true. I love it. It's true. And so when we combine, we always kind of have this little kind of like, really, would you put that there? Really, would you put that there? Um, <laughs> and it's kind of like, but, it, but if you look at my house, 
my house is really shabby. No, chic. It's no, chic. it's no, no, no. It's not chic. It's 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 eclectic. I love yeah. eclectic. I like getting something and grabbing that and bringing it home and putting it there. So Gaia is kind of put together a lot like that. It's a little bit it's of it. Memories. And we've got artworks that actually belong to the directors. And some of them aren't, aren't some of the photos taken by Irena. Yeah, Irena in Newton the rooms. John. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Is she it, was she was a avid photographer yeah. and she would be constantly have this camera and click, 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 click and great and tell you who inherited that, Olivia. Really? Extraordinary photographer. <gasps> Extraordinary photographer. Yeah, she's a great photographer. She, oh. do, she doesn't um, kind of push that part of her because she's got other things she's got to do. Oh, she's got a new song out, everything. So do you like the song? I love You showed me the video clip. Oh, my gosh. that's Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That was the first time. The first time I saw it and heard it. Her and Chloe. I need to mention quickly. You've won so many awards, like worldwide awards. How does it feel to be like you literally are a leader and a pioneer in the world for this space? So, I think one of the most extraordinary things about all these awards, first of all, you know, that we're being graced with, is that you know you 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 don't know you know. Uh, what to expect until these sort of things happen, you know, and the excitement still continues to grow. I mean, in 2018, uh, we were honoured extraordinarily, um, you know, by the, the Global Hotel of the Year and I was like absolutely seriously mm. in tears and blown away mm. and I had to um, give a little speech for it and I was looking out at all these incredible hoteliers Mm-hmm. Um, and owners of properties, and I was quite overwhelmed um, because when you read the list of who, you the know, caliber, yeah, you were talking about the Ritz uh, yeah. Hotel in Hong Kong. You're talking about uh, the Athenaeum Hotel in in, in Paris. You're mm-hmm. talking about the Amani Hotel. We were the first Australian hotel to win it, and it was like, oh my gosh! And 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 out of that, what was extraordinary, you know, and I was talking to the the, the awards people after, and you know, I was really overwhelmed, and I said to the CEO, I said, you know, why why us? I mean, you know, we, 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 he said, Greg, it's not all about the marble; it's about the experience. Mm. And it just resonated with me. I was like, oh my god, yeah. oh my god, they're getting it. You know, like that was extraordinary and. It's interesting because those awards are really, they mean so much to all of our team and it it really helps to lift the layer higher Um, and every time, you know, we get an award, the first meeting we have when I get back is now we've got to lift it a little bit higher. Lift it a little bit higher. And I've seen an interview with you where you say your client, like the clientele and the consumers like, I voted or they get really involved and they totally their hearts invested as well. Absolutely. Without them, we wouldn't have it. I mean, the judges come around, they do their assessments, they're judging and then you nominate it and then, you know, the nomination goes to the thing, you know, on, mm. online for people to vote. But to sustain it for so long... Uh, has been phenomenal. And then last year we were honoured with the Global Chairman's Award from, you know, it's like... Oh, God. Oh, 
Yeah, it's extraordinary. It's it's actually Pinch overwhelming yourself to me. Moment. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's the team. It's the yeah. team. I've heard you it's say that team. over and over. And I've heard Olivia say that in interviews as well. Like you're all about the healers in the space, the bringing the chef, like, and the, there's, and every single person that works here loves it. Mm. It doesn't mm. matter who you run into. Like. We, we had a little ethos that years ago as the four directors we were talking, you know, we were, you know, we were trying to work out who we were and what we were wanting to do and we had a great team of people even way back from mm. the beginning um, and we, we realised that all we wanted was our, our, our team to come to work with heart. Mm. If they don't come to work with heart, what's the point of it? Totally. If you don't enjoy your job... What's the point of it? So oh, yeah. by them having heart to come to work, we started to see that, you know, they were going the extra distance mm. and that little bit of extra distance is, I think, what kind of sets us apart. I still remember people that have been my waiters here, Steve will come up and have a Absolutely. big chat and you, 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 you remember your experiences with them as yes. well. Yes, And I think you just answered my final question but I'm going to ask it anyway. For you've obviously gone after your dream, you've worked really, really hard and you continue to as well. Mm -hmm. And I think even looking back at your showbiz career, you've worked really hard at that. Like you said, on the weekends you were learning your lines and, you know, you were juggling a music career, an acting career. Uh, What's your advice for anybody that wants to kind of like be their own boss or kind of like go after a dream? Do one thing. Really? Just do one thing. Don't cut yourself too thin and try to do too many things. Just focus on the one thing and deliver that. You want it, create it. Oh, you want it, create it. I love it. Thank you, Deepak Chopra. He gave me that. He (laughs) gave everybody that. (laughs) Thank you so much, Greg, for sharing so much of your heart today and the story of this beautiful space, Guy Retreat and Spa. I'm going to put the competition in the show notes so that people can enter because that's till the 14th of March, is that right? That that's people correct, can enter? Yeah, yeah. Only up until the 14th and it's remember it's a two-night stay yes. uh, inclusive. But, Lola, I want to say thank you to you. Oh. You're extraordinary. Your beauty shines and your heart, you can work with me any day. Oh. You're so beautiful. You inspire me. And the boss. <laughs> thank you so much, Greggy. What an honour. I cannot wait for this to come out because um, you've really lit me up. Thank you. Thank you. Big love. Thank you. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yummo Lola Berry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love.